good show i thought um but we're back now we're gonna get this one out hopefully Hopefully nothing screws up we're waiting for new equipment to be installed of course still god knows when that'll get done um probably never probably never uh i'm sitting right behind us but yeah but yeah uh now i i have a question for you uh did you watch the super bowl halftime show i did yes what did you think of uh, Shakara and Joao's performance? It was good. It was good. It was good after It was show. it was good. Yeah. Um no. Memorable. They put on quite a show. Yeah. It was it was entertaining. They're they're great entertainers. Um, much better than last year. I agree. No, last year sucked because they teased the SpongeBob oh, right. thing and then it just never happened. And it was Maroon 5 and nobody with a brain. No one cares. Nobody with a brain between their shoulders likes Maroon 5. But, no, I thought it was good. You know, they can put on a hell of a show, those girls. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, yes. the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. and the St. Louis Blues have one team to thank for their championships over the course of the last year. Buffalo teams. And those are the Buffalo Bills and the Sabres because the Bills just gifted the Chiefs probably the next Tom Brady and the <laughs> and the Sabers, of course, they gave the Con Smythe winner to. I thought Blues. I thought you were going with the Sammy Watkins thing, right? No, there. no okay, no, no. because I I looked to the right at my at my friend at uh, our little get together yesterday, and I said, when Sammy Watkins is having a great game in the first quarter, I said, two former Buffalo players are going to win their championship game MVP because. <laughs> Of Buffalo teams, but luckily... Well, Mahomes should have been a Bill. I, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to that theory. I mean, they needed a quarterback that year. They did. They did, but, uh, there's a lot that goes... It's not like revisionist history and people are like, oh, they could have, they should have drafted Gronk when they, like, they didn't even need a tight end that year. So, Mm -hmm. just saying... And I know people are like, oh, but they got Trey White. I don't care. Mahomes is going to be one, of, probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time when that, it's all said and done. That's a fair point. And, yeah, I'd rather have that than a very, very, very good defensive player. I choose, Just saying. I choose not to torture myself with that line of thinking. I Had it not been for the Damian Williams garbage time touchdown, which is what I feared, I'd have won $225 in the GR Super Bowl square pool, but Louis DiBiase won that, so congrats, Louis, even though he's an Eagles fan. <laughs> and that doesn't matter. Um, congrats to Andy Reid. 
Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, happy look, for him. Have you ever seen the video of Andy Reid as a 13-year-old? Yes. Oh, my God. Is that from the punt-pass-kick competition? I think, I think so. I saw it yesterday. It's no, absolutely he, hilarious. He's always been a large man. You know, he hasn't yet had a losing season with the Kansas City Chiefs. Really? Yeah. You know You know who can't say that? Any Sabres coach <laughs> uh, since, let's see, 2012, probably. Yeah, we're watching the video now of Andy Reid. <laughs> My goodness, he's a big man. Look at that. Not a very good pass. Uh, they're but, not. But look at that. He's 13 years old. Yeah. He looks like a 45-year-old man. The kid behind him looks like he's five. <laughs> well, congrats to Andy Reid. Big Red, as they call him. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Lorax. The Lorax, yes. He's like Paul McLean. Yeah. You know? Uh, the game yesterday, Not. I don't think it was that entertaining until... The very end when Mahomes led the comeback, but I thought it was a good game actually. Mm, I it was it had a good pace to it, uh, lots of momentum swings. It was a close game until the Niners got the ten straight points and almost broke it open. But I thought there was a good. Pace I wanted to it. the Chiefs to win because mm. uh, I want the Bills to be playing that kind of style. If the NFL is anything like the NHL copycat league, I want mm. the Bills to copy the Chiefs. The Forty ers are my other favorite team, so. I was I. That's the thing, though. Like, yeah, okay, my favorite team's playing in it, but also Andy Reid is playing, and the Chiefs have like always been to the playoffs and have just been there to fill out the field. So it was cool to see the Chiefs win, also. So mm-hmm. I was so torn, and then I had the, the 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 money on the line too. So it was it was only ten bucks, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So. Now back to hockey. Regretfully. <laughs> so, this Sabres team, in, as we said in the lost episode, we're entering a crucial 10-game stretch, leading in with a home game against the Ottawa Senators. I predicted they were going to lose, and they did just that, and they didn't just lose, they got smoked. And whenever they play the Senators, I don't see a team that is god-awful. Man, they try. They're, they're competitive. And I think when it's all said and done at the end of the season, and when game 82 is gone, the Senators will pass the Sabres in the standings. I don't know about that. I, I truly believe it. They're no, only like no, no, no. six points back. There's a lot of teams that look good against the Sabres. I don't know. The Senators are one of them. The Senators have always had our number, just throughout... The franchise, but when history. you look, their team isn't good. They're not a good team. The Senators, but they have they have some pieces, and every time they face the Senators, people are oh bring Tyler Ennis back, blah blah blah. But man, like Ennis is a guy for me where he's only good if he's in a good role, like like on the Senators. You know what? You might or have a point. The tanking Sabers. We're only seven points ahead of Ottawa. Yeah. So, and it's easier, way easier to fall than it is to make up ground. Yeah. Yep. As we have seen in the past many years. As Count Dooku once said, uh, what is it twice? Twice know. the pride, double double the fall, something like that. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's no game tonight, no. thankfully. But 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 yeah, they lost 5 to 2 to the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that game. Was that the game Eichel broke his stick? Oh. Or was that Montreal? I think it was Montreal. Never mind. It was Montreal because we were wearing the, the white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, pretty ugly game. Yeah, uh, well, games, that's a game. Actually. Did Allmark got hurt in the Ottawa game, right? Yes. Yeah, Allmark got hurt in the Ottawa game, which is another thing. The Sabres are without their de facto number one goaltender. Who isn't a number one goaltender. Right, right. And in his stead, I guess, filling his roster spot is... Jonas Johansson or Johansson? Yeah, Jonas Johansson. You... Jonas Johansson. And they haven't played him yet. No. Will they play Jonas Johansson? Or are they going to ride Hutton until he's dead? I've seen this before, and teams typically run with their starter. They're, they're, they're NHL goalie until he's dead. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Johansson's 24 years old. Why not see what he can do? They... they 2014, they invested a third-round pick on the guy, the first pick in the third round. Why not see what this guy can do? He was lighting, not lighting up, he's a goalie, but well, he's doing really well in the AHL. It's a situation where it's not a player that Jason Bottrell drafted, probably, so he doesn't have much faith. It's a shame, because most of the players that Jason Bottrell did draft, they're not going to be seeing any time in the NHL. So The drafting has just been so horrendous. Here. Yes. When you look at other teams, just to get this out of the when way. You look at the Kings. The Kings have such a great prospect pool. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I want to talk about the, the Canucks, just a brief mention here. If you go back their last seven years, they selected the entire core of their team in the top ten. They've had uh, Bo Horvat, Pedersen, Remember when Besser. the Devils gave up a top ten pick for a goalie? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then who'd they pick? Uh, the Quinn Hughes they picked Pod as well. Colson. Yep. Uh, Vasily, Vasily, right? Mm-hmm. Vasily Pogholson. Buster. Yep, yep. Uh, they they traded a first-round pick for JT Miller. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Jim Benning, he gets he gets a lot of hate, but, man. I mean, and even Jake Vertanen, he's been kind of having a resurgence. I don't suppose Adam Gaudet is dead in the water yet. No, There's no. still a chance. Um, he, I think he's been... Doing well for them. Hold on. Looking at twenty three points. Okay, yeah. See, so it's okay. But my point being, the guys they've drafted, Justin have Bailey's contributed up with them. I didn't really? Know mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know he was there. Yeah, playing in Utica. Did they sign him or was he? Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, wow. There's a guy that goes to the gym all the time. He looks like Justin Bailey. Oh, that's cool. I told my friend once, oh, that's Justin Bailey, believe me. Oh, he looks just God. like him. I'll, I'll take, I'm not going to take a picture of him, that's yeah. weird. But <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. Quinn Hughes is 39 points. I love seeing young defensemen rack up assists like they do. Like, Rasmus Dahlin, I think, has 26 assists right now. And he missed, like, 10 missed, games, yeah, I think. He missed some time. So, at least he's on the upswing. You can say, uh, but here's another thing that's been bothering me too. The only, in terms of the Sabres drafting, the only real contributors they've drafted are the guys who fell into their lap. They haven't found anybody. Darlene. Darlene and Eichel. Yeah, Darlene, Eichel, Reinhardt. And Reinhardt. They had to draft those guys. Like, unless you want to say Dreisaitl, those are the guys who, okay, yeah, anybody in this situation would take them. This, And granted, we haven't really been good enough to pick in the you know, 20 through 30 range, but... But, like, when they've had the 8th or 7th or... Right, right. Beyond, when it starts getting a little... They haven't who knows those picks. Ristolainen, I mean... Middle stack. He's been an NHL player. Let's not deny that. He's an okay NHL player. He's a guy. Yeah. Middle stat, 
Although he's been playing very well in the AHL lately. Nylander hasn't, hasn't worked. Produced. Nylander. Excuse me. Nylander. Nothing. Nothing. And Chicago fans hate him now. Zadorov, he's gone. Right, Zadorov's not one, yeah. Uh, Grigorenko? Grigorenko, no. Yeah. Right. And then now Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think he's scored a goal yet in college. You look, I mean, you look at that, though, and compare it to any other team in the league, the Sabres are probably last place. If you were to put, like, a, 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 a grading scale on drafting, the Sabres are probably last place over the last 10 years. Maybe maybe the Oilers are hovering around there, too. Mm-hmm. The Oilers are somehow they're def- again. They're certainly in the bottom five. And they don't get mid-round picks right, either. No. Second-round picks... Almost never turn out for Olafson is the only one who's worked, and that was that was that a gear pick or was that fourteen? That was Murray. Murray, okay, yeah. Tim Murray. But like, I'm not. There's no way Tim Murray was going out to scout Victor no. Olafson. No, That's, someone told him to do that. There's a John Vogel wrote a piece on that. They had a scout that was like obsessed with him, and thankfully they had that scout because Victor Olafson's a nice player. Yeah. And he's an RFA at the end of the year, and hopefully they can lock him up. I actually got a ticket to an autograph signing to meet him at my go. old work, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. But yeah, uh, drafting has just been horrible mm-hmm. for his team, and they just keep picking in the second round. They have top five pick in the second round every year, and what do they do? They just pick some low ceiling guy. Will they ever try and shoot for the stars on one second round pick? I gave up on that when or they, a third round pick. I gave up on that when they didn't select a guy like um, Caulfield. Not not Caulfield. Not Caulfield, uh, but the dude to brink it. To brink it. They didn't pick to brink it. They traded. I thought they were going to pick to. I'm drawing it. a complete blank right now. But one of the shoot Arthur Kaliev. I gave up on that whole idea of even taking a shot at a a can be sniper when they didn't draft him inside. Hoglander. Yeah, and and they went with another defenseman. Who was our in twenty nine in the Dalene year? Who was our first second round pick? Samuelson. So we did that two years in a row. Then two years in a row. Yeah. Then did we have a second round pick in this year? No, they trade they trade that for Skinner. Okay. Yeah. Well, Which he hasn't. I don't, what happened to him? They took him off the Eichel line. Yeah, but still, like, not even producing at all. Like he was in Carolina. He. Didn't have anyone. That's yeah. That's what I think back to. Finding a way to produce. That's what I think back to is, and that's what gives me hope that he'll he'll get back to that production. Yeah, I Carolina. Maybe it's just a bad year, but wait, what is this guy doing? Nine million. You they just locked this guy up to seventy two million dollar contract, and they're not even playing him with your top five player in the league. What? Realistically. What are the odds Ralph Kruger even watched any Sabres games last year to have seen Jeff Skinner? Just think. Maybe one. Just think. Maybe one. As as human beings, okay, we all have jobs. Ralph Kruger had a job. He had a job that's way more, uh, what's the word? Demanding. Demanding, maybe. Uh, higher exposure, certainly more pressure than any of us will ever have. He was practically running a soccer team. Do you think he had the time as a person to go and just watch hockey between free time? And if he did, why would he watch the Buffalo Sabres? Why would he watch the Sabres? If you have NHL center ice, well, let me throw the Sabres game on. No. 
he probably he didn't watch Sabres. He didn't see what Jeff Skinner was was like last. He didn't see who he played with last year. I I still like how he might just be out of touch. Just even as an asset management standpoint, how do you not put him with Eichel? And these past few games are the only games where it's even gotten somewhat of a look. Before these last few games, Zemgus Gergensens has gotten more of an opportunity to play with Jack Eichel or Jimmy Vesey. You're paying the guy $9 million a year, and that's big money. And if he's not scoring 30, 40 goals a year, that contract is not worth it. No, and I think at this point, it, it cannot hurt to just put Skinner at where he thrives best, and mm-hmm. that's with Jack. I would like to see maybe Jack, Jeff, and Johansson on the I'm top line. With that. I think that would be a fun top line. Everyone pooping on Marcus Johansson. Everyone pooping on Sam Reinhart. Yeah. What's going on there? Put him on his own line, too. Guys, The guy's good. Mm-hmm. I think I went on that rant last week on the people who were thinking Sam Reinhart's not good enough, and they made a mistake drafting him. Maybe they made a mistake not picking Dreisaitl. But who cares? They they picked a good hockey player, a very very good hockey player. He's on a seventy point pace, is he not? He's on pace for the best year of his career. He's on, I can yeah, tell he's you on that. a career year. He mm-hmm. had a career year last year, mm-hmm. and in the second half of the season before that, he was having a career year. And he just keeps getting better. And I've actually been able to watch the last couple games. I didn't get to watch the Columbus game, but like he was playing very well. He was skating the puck into the zone. He seems like he's even gotten better as the course of the season has gone. And yet, Jason Bottrell wants to take the wait-and-see approach for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's a situation where we want to see his growth some We more. want to see how much more money we're going to have to pay him. Yeah. How much more growth does he need to, does he, need, does he have to show? Mm-hmm. And for the people that think, oh, well, let's trade Sam Reinhart, what do, what do you think you're going to get back? More draft picks? Yeah. So right? Is that what we draft. want? <laughs> so we want to wait, wait three more years? Maybe draft another guy. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I want to trade an, an established star for a gamble and put more of the future in this buffoon's hands. Yeah, sure. That's what I want to see. They got fire the GM. Yeah. Well, see, but how many losses who's out there? How many lot? I don't care. Ray Shiro just got fired. I'd take him over Butterell. You know what we should do? If if you're gonna stick with Kruger, hire Gerard Gallant as president of hockey operations, or or give him a role in the front office, or you could go with. Gerard Gallant as coach and have yeah. Kruger be the present hockey operation. Something that the bean-headed fool Terry Pagula... Bean-headed fool. ...doesn't believe is needed here for some reason. they got to change something. This organization is a freaking joke. Mm-hmm. It's just a joke. Everything, from top to bottom. And I guess Elliot Friedman said the Pagulas are uh, frustrated. Are they... How are we ever going to know that? Is Kim going to go and speak to the media at the end of the season and say, we're not happy, blah, 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 we're not happy, we need more accountability? Speak for yourself. You and your husband are the least accountable people in this organization. We only hear from you two when you fire the GM because no one else is there to speak. Do you think we are on the Sabres Twitter, uh, no? No, 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 uh, no, no. Okay. But, oh man. It's what just, 
What talk, a trip. Talk about a PR crisis. Yeah. A PR crisis. This team is everything. No, that's the Everything thing. It, is yeah. wrong. Like, what would it take for the fans to be happy at the end of the season? Just playoffs. I don't think it, they could trade for anyone, and I don't think that's going to solve anything. Mm-hmm. Like the Froelich trade, Bowser's like, oh, I made a trade, blah, blah, blah. There, there's a trade, and they get Michael Froelich, who doesn't, he's a defensive player, kills penalties, doesn't score. Why do they keep bringing in depth players that do not score goals for the life of them? That's another gaping issue. Yeah. With this team. I think if you're going to spend assets and trade for depth, you might as well just tank. And we got on the board behind us. If you're not acquiring a top six player or somebody who can build this team around the future, don't even bother. Just tank. Just get the best pick you can get. That's what they need. I, I know it's painful to hear it. It's painful to say it. But what do they need right now? Have you said it last week in the... In the lost episode, they need another real top six forward. And as we've seen in the past three regimes, they're not going to be able to hit on this pick unless it's top two-ish. They need Alexi Lafreniere. They need Quentin Byfield. They need Marco Rossi. They need Tim Stutzla. That's what they need. They need... A slam dunk player. And Cousins seems like that kind of guy, but we can't be sure. Mm-hmm. Because Middlestat seemed like that kind of guy, and he still might be that kind of guy, but we haven't seen that yet at the NHL level. I'm not buying into this whole he's producing in junior crap. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. Casey Middlestat produced in college. Millions of guys produce in juniors. I'm not buying into it anymore. So I, that's the thing. I never get excited about prospects because you don't know what they are. Like, I'm not going to get excited over somebody three years down the line. Yeah, remember now. Eric Cornell? He had, like, 90 yeah. points in junior. Yeah, one of them was supposed to be the next, uh, who was it? Who are people comparing him to? Cornell? Cornell? I don't even know. I swear to God, I saw someone compare him to Jack Eichel or something one time. <laughs> okay, that's... Like, Cliff Poo. Mm-hmm. Cliff Poo. Everyone was excited about Cliff Poo. And I, th- I think I say it every week. Uko Pekalukinen is a very good goalie prospect. Probably one of the best in the NHL, mm-hmm. as far as prospects go. But pump the brakes, everyone. People are anointing him as the goalie of the future, undisputed. We don't know that. Mm-mm. People, I, I always, bring, I like to bring up the idea of getting another goalie for next year, and people are like, oh, let's just wait for Lukanen. Why? Wait, wait, wait. We shouldn't be using the word wait anymore. <laughs> We're not waiting for anything. <laughs> Nonsense. Why would we wait for Lukanen when he's he just? Got called up to AHL. I think this is his second stint with the team this season. He's been in the ECHL all year, and people are saying bring him up now. He needs some exposure in professional hockey, and that is not with this team. No, and so, that's and I mean he's not a slam dunk by any means. They need to get another goalie in here that can actually win games. Linus Allmark is not a number one goalie. He's a very good backup kind of guy, and I think they should go forward with him in that role. Get Carter Hutton out of here. Wave him. Wave him. Do something with that. You're not going to be able to trade him. Why would anyone trade for Carter Hutton? He's got another year on his contract. 
do something about it. There's three players on this team I can name on top of my head who the Sabres should wave. Why is Zach Bogosian still here? Why is he still around? I don't understand. I, I'll watch a, a Rochester game, and half the te- half the defensive core down there would be more effective than this band-aid, injury-ridden fool. Why is Kyle Pozo still here? He's one of those guys who does nothing. The Sabres he have had probably a good six beginning guys. of the season, but I've been impressed. He always does. But the Sabres have like six guys who do nothing in their lineup. Opozo, Larson, Gergensons, VC, Shiri, all of them. They do nothing. And that's Rodriguez. Why they suck. Rodriguez. Nothing. That's why they suck. It's not because they're good players, which people, when they're thinking of reasons why they suck, they blame Jack Eichel. They come onto the they ice. Blame Sam Reinhart. They blame Jeff Skinner. They blame Victor Olofsson. They play to give Jack a rest. That's all they do. They take up ice time. That's all it is. The 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 the, the log line has been split up. It's not like they're they're contributing I like together. Curtis Lazar though. Curtis Lazar has been fine. I'd bring him back. But I mean, for years we've had Larson, we've had Gergensons, we've had Opozo, and for one year Opozo was good. The rest. I mean, if you take away that one year, the three of them have done nothing in their entire time here. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And they're still here. The biggest problem with this team is the roster turnover and continually bringing back the same exact guys. There's no reason Jake McCabe should be here anymore. Again, he does nothing. He gets lost in his own skates just looking down at the puck. Didn't they scratch Brandon Montour yesterday? No, he's hurt. He's hurt. He's on okay. the injury report. He's dated. Whatever. Him. Anyways... Why the hell hasn't Jake McCabe been scratched in the longest time? Lawrence Pilot played a great game against Ottawa, and he sits the bench the next game against Montreal, and Jake McCabe is still freaking playing. I don't get it. I don't understand. They've got Lawrence Pilot is a top four defenseman right now, and they're taking this slow cooker approach with all their prospects. They've sent R2 Rootsalainen back to Finland, and look at what he's doing. Why can't he be here playing in the top nine? Why not? All these prospects, they're putting them in the slow cooker for development purposes, when in reality, Lawrence Pilot is only not even a year older, younger than Rasmus Ristolainen. Why are they doing this? Why do you still have eight defensemen on the roster? Why, when you have a completely healthy forward group, are you still playing 11 forwards and seven defensemen? Why? Why? It doesn't make you any sense. You have healthy... Fo- it start. We did that when we were banged up at forward, when Sabotko was getting hurt, and all those guys were dropping, and now you're still doing it? It's like they forgot why they're doing it in the first place. Ralph Kruger was a mistake. I'm just going to say it. And I know it's year one. Well, well, I guess a lot of out of his players. It's 2020. They hired a coach who hasn't coached hockey. No, not hockey. He coached in the World Cup. But he hasn't coached in the NHL since 2013. The and game, that was for half a season. The game has completely changed from 2013 to 2020. It's not even remotely the same. It's not. And I think in his like deployment of his of his roster, his lineup reflects that. He like continually just messes up. 
And granted, he has not been given the best lineup by the GM because he continually continually brings back Gurgensons, Larson, Sherry, everyone. Everyone like it was the same team. Plus Colin Miller, who doesn't play half the time for some reason. Johansson, who they're really Lane Owing, putting him at center and expecting anything. And they're putting Johansson on the power play, which why are they still doing that? Like he com- he gets the puck and possession dies. I don't know what happened to Marcus Johansson, but he was great at the beginning of the year, and now I, ever since that injury, he was just he's just not been the same. Well, this is a controversial take, but I think it has some weight to it. The Sabers might have well have just. They should have just hung on to Phil Housley for a year because once you fire him, oh, could you imagine if they held on to him though? There, 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 the crop of head coaches you could hire to replace him was barren, and you pretty much had to sign Ralph Kruger. Now that field is actually pretty open. It's very with, good. Ha- with how it turned out, and you're not going to fire well. Ralph Kruger a year into his tenure. That doesn't happen. They could promote him if they decide to go with the present hockey operations route. They could. I. I, well, I if they do you really see this organization being that proactive to actually think about that as a possibility? Do you no. really see that? Is that really a possibility? I think Pagula's been asked about it before, and he's like, oh, we're not doing that. He probably says, uh, we can do that? No. Uh, there's a quote. Hold on. I'll find it. Well, hey. Keep going. Um. No, I just... And I'm sorry for getting so worked up this morning, but... Still, I mean, we've run out of things to say about how the team's playing. I mean, everyone knows they're bad. And it's finally, I think it's cool that the organizational failures are what are coming to the the forefront. This is what uh, Kim Pagula said. This is our family's legacy. This is our family's responsibility. This is our role. That means not letting others do it. Hmm. You know what that means? They're not going to do present hockey ops. You guys don't know what you're doing. The Pagulas are clueless. Ever since they got the Bills, they don't care. Or at least it doesn't look like they care about the Sabres. At all. Why should we trust anything that these owners do? Yeah, they have the money. They have the money. That's the only good part. But what good is money if you can't ice a good team? What good is it? I think that Terry Pagula, was a, he, he's a lifelong fan mm-hmm. of the team. I think that he purchased the team as a fan so he could say, I own the well, Remember, that was a, at the time, too. That was the story. He was a fan who who wanted he he had always wanted to own the Buffalo Sabres. That that was in the papers, that's what, you know, that was known. And he did it and I think that he he did that and didn't think about the responsibilities that come later of actually running the organization and, you know, still being a fan. He thought that oh, everything would have sorted itself out, but there's certain responsibilities that come with the owner. It's just it's just a thought that I have. Um, and then, of course, 
the opportunity arises to buy the Bills, what are you going to do? Are you going to put more time into the team that you bought, that you've always been a fan of, and you can say, man, it's great that I own my favorite team? Or are you going to put more time into the money-making global giant that is the NFL? I mean, what what team are you going to put more time into? Oh, the Bills. Yeah, exactly. As a businessman, he's going to put more time into the Bills. The Sabres are a side project. That that's that's just that's a vanity thing for him. Is, he's put, like, is Kim the president of the Bills too, or is that just the Sabres? I thought she was president of the Bills. Okay, so I she's so. both. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's it's just. Do you get what I'm saying? It though? Sucks. I don't want to hate Terry Pagula, but I do. I I, I don't hate Terry. Pagula. I, I like. I just got. I, I got a sour taste in my mouth right now. Maybe I don't hate him. I'm just very angry and disappointed. At he, him, he, but. he he shook my hand when I was 11 years old, and I still hold him in high regard for that. What are you going to do, Terry? What are you going to do? How are you going to handle this PR nightmare? How are you going to do it? Who, who Who's losing their jobs now? Because you're misspelling alumni's names on Chinese knockoff jerseys. You're, making Danny, you're not even giving Danny Garrett a jersey to go to the turkey events on Thanksgiving. I wouldn't doubt if he had to buy that jersey himself. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. But why is why would Danny Garrett ever have to wear a Chinese knockoff jersey of himself? Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding. <laughs> You're misspelling alumni players' names. Dave Anderchuk, who was the other one that was misspelled? That Mike we Ro- know. Uh, Mike Robitaille. Mike Robitaille. Roby. You're misspelling Roby's name. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's disrespectful, if anything. You missed the deadline for Adidas to get the goat heads. These and they have to wear Chinese knockoff beer league jerseys. These are players who gave the city and gave the organization years before you took over the team. Um, they gave them their bodies, their time. They deserve your respect, and I mean that's how they're repaid. That's not. It's Another not a thing, good look. The fiftieth anniversary jersey. They ran out of them. <laughs> people wanted to buy them, and they ran out. They a didn't very, make enough. A very limited supply was made. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Just everything. Everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. And now it looks like last year. There's a lot of speculation all around. There's, thir- there's 30 games left? 30 games left? They're 10 points out. Or maybe 8 now. They won. Hold on. Let's look. There's a guy on Twitter arguing that overtime losses aren't losses and the Sabres are above 500. They are not above 500. They're not above 500. Fake 500, they're above 500. Yeah, they're still 10 points out. Good luck. Good and they're luck. 6 games below 500. You're 10 back of the Leafs, 10 back of the Hurricanes. How are you going to make up that ground? And don't forget, even if you go on a 10-game winning streak, God forbid, you still need those other teams to lose. If you go on a 10-game winning streak, you could still very well be be four points out a month from now, and you still have that hill to climb up. Exactly. So a, a massive streak isn't going to, to change the flip the world on its axis. I still think they're closer to, like, second last in the league than... Yeah, they're just as close to second last in the league than a playoff spot. So they're kind of in the middle. They're 24th. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a... The eighth overall pick again. Let's see if they can hit on it. But yeah, I don't know what what do they do. What do they do from here? 
Do they go buy, get a rental, like, Kreider to Foley? You know what I can't stand? People who say sign Jason Pominville. What is a 36-year-old uh, slow player who has been playing in beer league the last five months going to do for you? Honest to God. What what did Jason Pominville do for us last year? What can he fix? At this point, who do you have to call? Who do you have to call up if Thompson's out? You got to keep middle set down there. Remy Alley. I'd rather see 37, 38 year old Jason Pominville than Remy Alley. I'm sorry. I, I would rather have him than just about anyone in Rochester. That is just two steps backwards if you bring back Jason Pominville. Because then it's 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 just why didn't you bring him back in the first place? Then? They should have. They should have. Yeah, right when like Savotka went down, they should have signed him. If but. they re-signed him in the offseason, I'd feel different about it. But you can't just go outside the organization to a guy who... It just seemed like they had no interest that, in bringing him back. That's just desperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, if they brought him back, it's fine, but whatever. I mean, they just call up John Sebastian D.A. So, I guess they don't need Well, him. That's the thing. Okay, great. Rochester was good, but who that Sabres fans should Rochester care about? Rochester is still playing like two defensemen at forward a night because they don't have forwards either. Well, like because they don't draft forwards. This team is just a complete and utter disaster. What I'm saying though is, how many defensemen do you need? Why should Sabres fans care that the Amherst are good when none of our players are down there? Yeah, you're right. Who cares if they're good? It doesn't matter anymore. None of our prospects are there. Just middle stat. Is Borg in there? Borg and Bryson. Fitzgerald, who has played forward for like most of the year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. Defense been playing forward, you say? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Ristolainen. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see if Ralph ever does that, or any coach for that mm-hmm. matter. But, 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 but. What do they do from here? I don't... I don't they're definitely not getting rentals, I'll tell you that. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't get rentals. But, like, we've seen names like Kapanen, Kasperi Kapanen available. Would Toronto trade him here? That's the kind of player that you should be going after. That's a far more interesting player than Alex Galchenyuk or Tyler Toffoli in my book. Exactly, because they're here longer. Toffoli, Galchenyuk, those guys are rentals. You don't want rentals because you're just going to lose them. And they're not going to be good, mm-hmm. for the most part. And you got to, what do you have to give up for Toffoli? A second round pick in Samuelson? You know, you could have done that like six months ago. I would have been okay with it. But why do that now, when you're out of it? Mm-hmm. And you're not going to crawl back into it. It's just not going to happen. That's too much ground to make up in 30 games. It's doable, but what, what have we seen from this team that makes us even think it's a remote possibility? I don't think so. No. Definitely not. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Well, yeah, it's... What do they have to say? Sorry, bro. Pending UFAs, mm-hmm. Gergensons, Larson, Sherry, VC, Frolik, and Bogosian. And we only see one defenseman on that list. That means they're still going to have too many defensemen next year, even with Bogosian subtracted from the team. Every single one of those guys can be playing overseas next year, or even right now. They could all very well not even be in the NHL. I don't know about that. I, all of them will be in the NHL. I mean, not Bogosian. Bogosian will be on a PTO somewhere and get cut, and then he'll re- end up retiring halfway through the year. But Gergensen and Larson, why would they 
sign here. They've been here for five. They've been playing here for five years in Buffalo, losing every year. Why would they sign here? You know, maybe I'm sure Gergensen's loves Buffalo, loves the city. I think he might have met his wife here too. Good for him. But don't they want to win? Don't they want to play on a good hockey team? They're finally UFAs after being re-signed to bridge deals every year for the last four years. Leave. Go and go go play for Boston or Tampa. Gergensen's a good think, team that you're going to be able to play in a playoff game. I've them. always seen Gergensen's as a flyer. Maybe. I think you should trade both of them. Larson's like an oiler to me. Too bad they don't have guys in Rochester to bring up because that's going to be why they're not going to trade any of these UFAs. They're just going to hold on to everyone and keep telling themselves we got a chance. I can see they Con- don't. Connor Sherry going to Vegas. Can they afford him? $3 million. VC, I, I don't know if anyone's going to trade for Jamie VC. I don't know. Someone will give up something for Sherry. I don't think any of those guys we just mentioned, none of them are going to get more than a third-round pick. Definitely not. Jimmy VC totally seems like a Bruin to me. Hey, he's from Boston. Boston wanted him. So, I, maybe. I don't know. But, look, what has Jimmy VC done all year to warrant anyone giving up anything for him? You know? Bogosian, why would anyone trade for him? He's just been terrible. Froleek, what? Maybe you'll get that fourth round pick back. Froleek would def could definitely play with Jokerit. <laughs> That's just my prediction for where all those guys will be. Bogosian will be home, playing in a beer league in Buffalo. He'll play Pominville. You see Pominville's beer league stats, by yes. the way. Yes. They're insane. Someone in my Instagram DM, actually, who's in my fantasy hockey league that I don't really pay attention to, actually has a friend or a cousin or something who plays in that league with Pominville. Mm-hmm. So, and he played a game against him a few weeks ago. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who cares about that, but he's Which, still here, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's still playing Buffalo. What approach do you think they're going to take? Do nothing, sell, or buy. Or not rentals. Do you think they'll make a similar trade to what they did with Montour last I year? I think, if anything, it'll be the Montour trade. I don't Where see it's them... too late, but they did something. Yes. Yes. Continue to stockpile assets for next year. Isn't isn't the whole thinking right now long-term or whatever? Isn't that what Botchel keeps repeating? Is like, I don't know, but if, if he sold Terry Pagula on the idea, okay, we're going to clear out the cap and then we'll be good in 2020. If that was his plan two, two and a half years ago when he got hired, Terry Pagula is the biggest friggin' moron of all time. We don't got time to wait. We don't have time to wait anymore. They need to be good next year. We, You know what? We're coming. We wasted a very large chunk of Jack Eichel's career completely wasted. He is having a year where he could win the Hart Trophy. He could he could very well win the Hart Trophy if they were having a good season. If but they no. were even respectable. Yeah. 
Eichel's had a great year. And how long until he's like, you know what? I want out. And the fans are just, they don't care anymore. The other night, Montreal fans took over the arena. And there's always the dueling chants. You know, the Leafs fans come here and shout, go Leafs, go. And Sabres fans always drown them out. Yeah. With boos or chanting, let's go Buffalo. This was the first time that the visiting team's chants completely overpowered the boos. You could still audibly hear it. Did you hear the ole, ole, ole chant yeah. at the end of the game? Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Yeah. Absolutely embarrassing. And you know what is going to get Terry Pagula to notice what's going on? Mm-hmm. Stop going to the games. Why don't we all just do that? Why do we even go to the games anymore? Why are we giving this team any money? They're practically playing in a warehouse. The concourses have the same floor as they did when the Buffalo Destroyers were here. You know, I'm surprised they put money into the 50th anniversary banners uh, in the in the, the foyer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just it's a joke. Are they going to raise ticket prices again? I think so. Can Terry Pagula say, "Oh, we want structure, uh, communication, and accountability in the organization"? When they fired Tim Murray, have they gotten that the past three years? I don't think so. I think that. If they do what they should and expand the promotions schedule as well, again, beyond one Buffalo sunglasses and leftover, like, lanyards or oven something. Mitts. Yeah, oven mitts. Then I think we could see another increase in season ticket prices I don't to, pay, know. to offset that cost. I don't know. I'm no, I'm no business boy. There's no reason why they should in- raise ticket prices again. It's another lost year. Three years in a row. Of just nothing. You know... Yeah, ten games each year. For someone who hates evil billionaires, I sure think like one. I don't know. I'm just... We're just... If you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, you've heard the same thing over and over again. It's, it's a just, shame we've never been able to do a show about a winning hockey team. Yeah, for a month. For a month. But this has been pretty much every episode. Mm-hmm. And you know what's evidence of that? The very, very first name of this podcast was Cautiously Optimistic. And that's because for 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 six, no, no, not six years, but five, four years around there. I mean, no, since the drought. That's how it's been going into every season is Cautious Optimism. Because there's no expectations anymore. How long is the playoff drought now? Nine years. It's going to be nine years. We might reach seventeen, man. Or eighteen. Like Dwayne said, it's it's almost it's it's almost worse than the Bills drought. It is. It's getting there. It really is getting there. How many years into the Bills drought was it like, oh man, this this is like really, really bad? Probably ten. We're almost the it's it's I Why are they gonna why would they make the playoffs next year? Two thousand nine is how like, do we know they're gonna make it next year either? 2009 is like the year where people really started talking about the Bills' drought. Started using the word drought, if as I remember. Oh, the Sayers are reaching that status. That's yeah. for damn sure. Right? Yeah. Nine years. They haven't made the playoffs in nine years. And it's, it's easy to make the playoffs in the NHL. 
It's easy. Half the teams make it. Half the teams make it. You know, like, come on, man. How is this possible? You see, year after year, some team that won the lottery, they're in the playoffs the next year. The Canucks are going to make the playoffs. The freaking Edmonton Oilers are going to have two playoff, two whole playoff appearances within the span of this Sabres drought. And at one point, it was supposed to be, this year probably, I think, it was supposed to be Sabres-Oilers in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the hockey news. Man. Man, man, man. I don't know. What do they do? Will they fire Jason Bottrell? Or will they be like, you know what? I've fired too many guys. I'm going to stand pat. Oh, I can't wait for that statement at the last game of the year saying we're going to stick with... We believe in what we're building here. We believe in what... What are they building? That's what I want to know. Man. They're building hope. False hope. Alright, shall we get into some questions? Yes. Okay, we touched on Jason Pominville. Touched on buying or selling. Definitely. I'm definitely sorry. selling. Listen, I don't mean to... They po- could do both. I don't mean to poop on people who want Pominville back. I'm just saying it's not... It. I don't think it, it can work. That's desperation. But what was that? Okay. Uh, we got a question about buying or selling at the deadline. I think they should do both. If you can get a young player... I'll be right in the middle. If you can get a young player that will be here longer than a year, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But Sherry, VC, Gergensons, Larson, Bogosian, Frolik, Rodriguez, get them out of here. Get them all out of here. I don't care. And when I bring up this idea, they're like, oh, you won't even get a six-round pick for him. Who cares? The difference between a third, a fourth and a sixth-round pick is marginal. The odds are the Sabres could get someone that they had ranked in the third round in the sixth round. It's not that impossible. Mm-hmm. It happens every year. Yeah, so sell off your UFAs. You can buy two. Don't just don't get rentals because what's the point? Uh, what do you think Bottrell is going to do next? Nothing. Maybe he might do nothing. They could very well do nothing. I think doing nothing is honestly the most likely of all the outcomes. I really think that's it. I think they're going to hold on to all their UFAs because he's going to be like, you know what, why get a six-round pick when we can just hold on to these guys and lose them for nothing? This team has done nothing for so long that it's warped my view of the league where, like, I just think every other team does nothing too, and it's almost become normal to me where I don't expect anything to yeah, happen around the Yeah, I think teams have been doing nothing more often at the deadline mm-hmm. and just stand pat when the Sabres are going to be probably bottom five in the league by the deadline comes. and It's like the NHL has a mandate to be the most boring league possible. All right, the future of Jason Bottrell. What do you think? He'll be back. He'll be back. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? Deep down, I think he will be back. Mm-hmm. But, man. How much money will the Pagolas have invested to, invested into fired executives? Who's still on the payroll. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. That's my point. Lindy Ruff is off the payroll. Uh, is Dan Biles. Dan, Dan Biles was definitely off the payroll by now. Tim Murray definitely still getting paid. He signed a five-year extension during that season, so it's not even been five years yet. Uh, Housley's still on the payroll. If they fire Bottrell, they're probably going to fire Kruger too, right? Or would they keep him? Or would they keep him and let the new GM decide? I don't know. 
Just so much turmoil in the organization. Oh my God. I think he's going to be end up staying, though. Who uh, Does Dylan Cousins make the difference next year? No. No. Dylan Cousins is going to be a very good hockey player for the Buffalo Sabres, but he's not going to... They need more than just a guy. They need the depth in their bottom two forward lines that are going to be able to produce and score. And when you have five or six players in your bottom six forwards that can't score goals or produce, you're not going to win hockey games. The Sabres need several Dylan Cousins to make a difference next year. If the Sabres, okay, think about this way. Like, if the Sabres got Travis Konechny tomorrow, that wouldn't make a difference. But if they got Travis Konechny, Dylan Cousins comes in and is really good, and they draft Quentin Byfield, and he's your your second-line center, then that makes a difference. But my point is, let's say nothing is done, and instead of Travis Konechny, like my example, Dylan Cousins comes in. And and nothing else happens. Well, what I'm saying is, and he's not even as good as Travis Konechny, let's say. That doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. You need several of those kind of guys. That's the thing. Oh, man. Uh, it's, just, it's just tough. Mm-hmm. It's just tough, man. Will something happen with a sudden surge of fans getting angry? Comes from Jay Bueller, 16. I think Pagula will eventually come out and make a statement, even if it's just PR, written by a PR team, just to quell the fan base. What does he say? What does he say? You know, we recognize typical PR stuff. We recognize, recognize the as an organization, yeah. we haven't held ourselves to our own standard, and things will change. Yada yada. Things will change. Maybe. If you were Jack Eichel, at what point do you demand out, and what's the compensation? Okay, this is an interesting question. I think after next think year, and you will get an established young player and several first round picks. And everyone will be disappointed and angry. Does he give them... I think, I guess, word came out that Connor McDavid gave Ken Holland two years. Until he was like, okay, I'm going to be out of here if that doesn't happen. Has Jack Eichel already done that? One. And how much time do they have? Uh, People, I I love how, you know, everyone's like, oh, he loves the city. He loves the city so much. Jack Eichel, you know what Jack Eichel loves more than Buffalo? Winning. Yeah. Yeah, That's and you know what's a much cooler city than Buffalo? Boston. I'd love to live in Boston, where I'm from, with a good hockey team and a good organization and good fans, no matter how annoying they are. 2026. Could you imagine, like, Bergeron retires and then, oh, oh, your new number one center? Here's Jack Eichel. Prime Jack Eichel. Folks, again, I'm going to use the human being example, okay? You wake up every morning... You hate your job, you hate your life, you hate your boss, you hate your management, you hate your, the people you work with, you hate you know your teammates. But hey, at least I live in Buffalo. At least I live in Buffalo. I love this city so much that it just, I have no aspirations of going somewhere else and having more success and enjoying life with other people. Because I live in Buffalo. I love this city so much. It's in just somehow in six years, it's become my home, and nothing will ever make me leave Buffalo. 
If you put it that way, you, putting think it, of yeah. how ridiculous that is. <laughs> yeah. Jack Eichel's supposed love of Buffalo is not going to keep him here. More money might. <laughs> John Tavares said he loves Long Island and he won't leave Long Island. Okay? Because he played for that team. And you don't want the fans to hate you when you're playing there. Hello! Have you ever lied to somebody, Joe? Yes. To appease them? Oh, yeah. And you had a greater plan in mind? Yeah. I rest my case. Oh, no. Do you get what I'm saying here? Yes. I rest my case. He's a human being. He's just like you and I. Mm-hmm. He wants the same stuff we do. Okay? And if, if he's going to be happier, if he, if if his if him living his best life is going on, playing with better teammates, playing with better a better team, and making money and winning championships, then so be it. More power to you, Jack. I, 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 I hope you deserve that. You deserve that. And I rest my case. Okay. Jack Eichel has seven years remaining on his contract. He, well, his no-movement clause kicks in 2022-2023. So in this hypothetical scenario... They have to trade Jack Eichel before that no-move clause kicks in on July 1st, 2022. I give it one more year. I give it th- next year. If nothing changes, he's, he's going to want Yeah. Oh, man. Could you imagine if they traded Jack Eichel? <laughs> you might as well sell the team. Or relocate. Because, you know, just fold. They could trade Jack Eichel. It's it's such a real possibility. It, it, it's a real possibility that no one is really talking about or even thinking about the possibility. Mm-hmm. What do they ask for? What are they like, hey, Jack Eichel's on the market. And then they're like, hey, what do you want? What does Jason Bottrell or GM to be named later Three depth forwards, a defenseman, and a coupon, a gym stakeout. Like, they trade O'Reilly, a number one center, for peanuts. I don't want this guy trading Jack Eichel. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, It just makes me laugh. There's no way they're going to trade him to Boston. Mm-hmm. And if they do trade him to Boston, like, how many first-round picks... Like, what if the team offered four, like, Boston, like, four first-round picks and, like, Jake DeBrusque and something else? No. I'm I'm not interested in Jake the De- 25th pick, the 23rd pick, the 30th pick, and the 18th pick, which this team can't draft, you know? Jake DeBrusque comes here and proceeds to score 45 points with 17 goals. But, like... If they do that kind of deal, I need a Matthews, mm-hmm. Barzell, even like a very good center. But you can't trade Jack Eichel if you don't get a real big time player back, mm-hmm. or unless you're getting a good top six forward, like a really good top six forward, a really good top four defenseman, an A prospect. And, like, multiple high picks. And that is even, like, a... I don't know. That was a really good question, actually. That 
who, yeah, who sent who um, sent that in? That was Air Raids one. Thank you, Air Raids, for sending that because that we needed that discussion. And you know what? I love I love this platform because this is stuff I can't say in a tweet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet my my Eichel thing. I'm gonna clip that out and tweet it later just so people can hear what I said. Yeah, uh, our listen our our listeners. Who thank you so much for staying with us through this. I can't believe we're still averaging as many viewers or listeners as we do. Um, but thank you. I mean, you know, every now and then, you know, it's tough doing this show. But then we get a tweet saying, when's your next show? And it's like, wow. Jack They're still leave. with us. Jack Eichel's going to leave Buffalo. In seven years. Cause the only good thing Jason Bottrell did was sign Jack Eichel to eight years. Mm-hmm. That's it. Man, that sucks. But hey, wait, I thought Tim Murray did that. No, no, it was Bodril. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Oh, we have to talk about Dwayne. 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 Uh, yeah. Thank you, Dwayne. Yeah, thank you, Dwayne, for igniting this. Dwayne, you're you're awesome. I hope we can have you on the podcast sometime. You seem like a cool dude. Dwayne follows me on Twitter. Really? I never knew that. I looked him up and he said, follows you. I'm like, oh, Dwayne. You're you're the legend, Dwayne. I like his dog. Yeah, you got a nice dog. Thank you for the great call. Igniting the fan base. And, and you know, Dwayne, ownership heard you. Ownership heard the, the terrible organization that is... The Buffalo Sabres, they heard your voice, and I hope change comes because of it. All those fans who wanted Dalton Smith in the lineup because he'll ignite the crowd. Dwayne did more to ignite the Dwayne, crowd. Dwayne, you had more power in your three-minute call than Dalton Smith ever had in, for this team, and we appreciate you for that. But yes, that will be the end of this episode of the Charging Buffalo podcast. We hope you enjoyed, um, and... We will hopefully see you in the next week or so, next episode. And if you haven't already, you can follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. And we appreciate your support and following. And you can follow us on Twitter as well, Joe TCB NHL and LBKE TCB. If you enjoyed, let us know, and we will see you in the next episode. 